Hello, everyone, and welcome to the EHS This Week podcast for the week ending November 6, 2015. My name is Irina Barbu. And I'm Danielle DiGiovanni. And we're here to keep you up to date on the latest and greatest stories making headlines this week in the environmental health and safety space. Danielle is going to start us off today with some automotive news. What's the story, Danielle? Well, Volkswagen is making headlines yet again. But this week, we're not talking about diesel. On Tuesday, Germany's Volkswagen said an internal probe has found that 800,000 additional vehicles have shown inconsistencies on carbon dioxide emissions tests, including the first petrol engines. So the scope has widened to gas engines such as the 1.4, 1.6, and 2.0 liter motors of Volkswagen, Skoa, Audi, and seat vehicles. What impact is this going to have on the already steep financial implications Volkswagen faces? There's only preliminary estimates right now, but the company said its initial assessment suggests this latest development could cost upward of 2 billion euros, but a reliable assessment of the scale of these irregularities is really not yet possible. Interestingly, though, this ongoing scandal has now spread so far that it's starting to affect results for investors. Porsche has expressed their concerns that these new developments could start affecting their results in 2016, but they maintain their projections for the conclusion of 2015, so I guess we'll just sort of have to wait and see. Overall, Volkswagen shares have lost about a third of their value since the scandal first broke in September, and I imagine things are only going to get worse in the midst of this week's news. But we'll continue to follow it and keep our listeners up to date on the story as it evolves. Definitely. I'm sure this is going to be an ongoing hot topic in the automotive sector for months to come. That actually leads perfectly into our next related story involving emissions tests for diesel vehicles in the European Union. So we're starting to see a ripple effect from the Volkswagen events throughout the industry. Environmental standards are being taken very seriously worldwide, and it's likely we're going to see a major shift in how vehicles are tested against emissions regulations. Just yesterday, member states in the EU agreed to use tests that more closely mirror real road conditions to measure diesel cars' emissions. The EU Commission has concluded that laboratory tests don't accurately reflect the amount of air pollution emitted during real driving conditions. And in conducting their own real-world driving tests, they've determined that emissions from European cars are on average four times the regulated levels of nitrogen dioxide and on average 31% over the limit for CO2. That's quite a significant discrepancy. What's the timeline for rolling this initiative out? These changes won't happen overnight for regulators or for manufacturers looking to comply. So not surprisingly, much like past initiatives rolled out by the EU, they'll be taking a phased approach. During the first phase, car manufacturers would be allowed to exceed more than twice, 2.1 to be exact, the EU emissions limits until about September 2017, and new vehicles will have until 2019. Then in the second phase, new models would be allowed to exceed limits by 1.5 times until 2020 and 2021 for new vehicles. These types of initiatives are bound to accelerate some of the innovative technologies automakers like Tesla, GM, and Toyota are working on for low emission and even no emission models. So while the Volkswagen story is unfortunate and disappointing, it's also responsible for putting the spotlight on an ugly truth that will further fuel the changes happening in this industry for the better. Moving to news from the other side of the pond, OSHA has announced a regional emphasis program that will focus on reducing risks of injury and illness among poultry workers in four southern states, including Arkansas, Louisiana, Oklahoma, and Texas. This program went into effect last week in an effort to reduce musculoskeletal disorders and ergonomic stressors among poultry workers. For those of you who might be less familiar with the poultry industry, poultry workers are twice more likely to be injured and six times more likely to be ill while on the job than other private sector workers. 
So what does the Regional Emphasis Program mean for employers and workers in the poultry industry? Well, for the first three months of the Emphasis Program, OSHA said it will conduct educational and prevention outreach activities to help employers bring work sites into compliance. After the first three months, the agency will inspect working conditions, record keeping, and health and safety programs to ensure the poultry industry is compliant with federal standards for worker safety. Some interesting developments there. We'll wait and see how the poultry industry reacts to the new program. Definitely. Let's hope this has a positive impact for worker safety. And in other news, also related to worker safety, the Canadian Centre for Policy Alternatives, or the CCPA, has released results from a recent study which found that funding cuts and a lack of safety inspectors have made federally regulated sectors more dangerous for workers over the past decade. The new study conducted by the CCPA examines occupational health and safety statistics in federally regulated sectors such as banks, communications, transport, and government from 2007 to 2012 and found that improvement and injury rates have been insignificant when compared to those at the provincial level, even though 60% or more of the workers now hold office jobs. Sounds like some troubling news for workers. Have there been many developments for workplace safety over the past decade? Well, there has been a significant decrease in the number of health and safety officers between 2005 and 2012. While the number of federally regulated workers in Canada has increased by more than 175,000 over that same period, there are less than half as many health inspectors as there were over a decade ago, making the ratio of employees to health inspectors so high it is virtually impossible to inspect workplaces on a regular basis. Is there anything being done to remedy this issue? Well, Employment and Social Development Canada has outlined plans to increase the number of health and safety officers in its labor program by 100. Although this is a step in the right direction, more needs to be done. In their report, the CCPA suggests repealing the Labor Code Amendment in Bill C-4, conducting regular safety inspections of all workplaces, increasing surprise inspections of high-risk workplaces, increasing the number of health and safety officers, and making all OH&S data open and transparent before any real progress can be made. Sounds like a lot more needs to be done to protect workers in these federally regulated industries. We'll wait and see how the story unfolds for workers in these industries. And with that, I think that's it for us this week. Thanks for listening, and we hope you'll join us again next week. And in the meantime, have a safe week, everyone.